Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording started. What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon. Brandon McLean with Sports Talker Brandon on this Tuesday uh, evening. Today we're going to do something different. So this is going to be a recurring thing, most likely, for the future. I have my friend here, Chris. This is going to be the Anime Dojo segment, where we're going to go through a couple of animes we've been watching, Anime, anime Hell's Paradise, and the first two, first episode that will get released officially, technically after the hour-long episode that's new for Demon Slayer. Uh, season three, which is the Swordsmith Village arc. Before we get into that, Chris, I'm going to ask you: Have there been any other animes you've been watching outside of these two that you would like you want to talk about real quick? So, if I'm just giving a shout out to a few of the ones that I've been watching, especially from this new spring season of anime, I have to give a shout out to Dead Mount Death Play. It's, it's really coming along. It came, the first episode was really strong. It kind of gave you a presence of what's going on. And here, it, I guess you could say it kind of gives a nice reverse, you could say, where it looks, it seems like a guy was summoned into the our world from the magical world, but he's somehow still able to use magic. So, you know, it has a nice little, a nice little uh, difference to it that I'm liking so far. Okay. And just to touch on the other others that I've been watching, uh, I got a cheat skill in another world that's making me unrivaled in the real world. That one's uh, actually pretty interesting as well. Go ahead, Brenda. I've heard about that one. I've heard about both of them. The second one you mentioned, I have heard about it, and it's actually it looks pretty interesting. I might hop into that one eventually. That's on my list of from this spray that's really caught my eye. Yeah, because it, it takes a unique look as as the main character seems to be living in both the fantasy and the real world. Correct. So it, it has an interesting take. Um, and then, of course, just a quick shout out to my to some other ones: Doctor Stone, New World, mm-hmm. uh, in Another World with my smartphone, season two, season one was also pretty good. Okay. And uh. Yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Um, for me, I've been finishing up My Hero Academia. I'm in season six. I'm about a, at episode 120, 20, 21, somewhere in there. Um, been getting into that. I want to get into uh, the magical war. Uh, the magical war one you mentioned. I want to get into Doctor Sound. I've never seen Doctor Sound, but I also know Doctor Sound is a very good anime. So that's one I could just start watching from the backlog, just kind of get into. Um, I'm eventually going to get back into Overlord because I'm in season five of that show, or season, season four of that show. So get back well, into that. I will say as far as, um, what was the first one you mentioned? Um, right before you went into, in, in, in uh, man. Oh, my hair. Uh, my Hero Academia? 
you know, you you started my hero academia. You mm-hmm. know, I know you're not on season six, but woo wee, you boy, you're gonna <laughs> catch up to it. Yes, I am. Uh, which one did you say after that? Oh, Overlord. 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 Is that's the one about the yeah. open world, like MMO? Not MMO. Well, MMO RPG where the guy gets stuck into the world playing the game because he yeah, doesn't and, and he's like this. Yeah, and then he's like this, this skeleton guy. That, that is yes. a good one. Yes. Yes. That's okay. MMO. Which one did you say after that? Uh, the one you mentioned, the one about the uh, the cheat code for the cheat, you know, the cheat for the magical powers. That's the other one I'm gonna get into. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you you know me, I can easily get off and talking to just about any other anime, almost any other anime. I haven't seen it all, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, you know I can jump right into it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, never mind. I remember what I was going to say. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I remember what I was going to say. Go right ahead. You said you were going to start watching Dr. Stone. Yes. yes. That was the one I was checking. So I will say, if you're going to like Dr. Stone, you have to be somewhat into science, specifically chemistry. Okay. And there's a little bit of mechanical engineering in there. But 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 and if you want to just get started, like chemistry. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's not gonna be too hard because I think for me, uh, the like my hair academia stuff has been kind of like talking about their quarks and their and the science behind them and how their quarks work. So it kind of I already kind of had that understanding of like oh, Dark Soul has the has the same kind of styling to it. Some. Fully ready for that kind of like process. <laughs> All right. Well, then it sounds like you're going to enjoy it then. Yes, I am. But let's get into the first topic at hand. We're going to be talking about Hell's Paradise, the first three episodes that came out over the past three weeks. Um, I'll start off with this question. When you first started watching Hell's Paradise, what do you think about? You mean like how it, how, how it, it first but it felt like a yeah because it felt like a um uh it felt like a like samurai jack style show but more modern to me mm, if you ask me it seemed like uh the beginning of dante's inferno Okay. You know how um, it it it, it kind of gives you kind of know something is messed up, but but you really have no clue about how it's messed up. In what okay. way is it messed up? I like, that's the kind of vibe I got from it. At least yeah, until the end of the episode, anyway. <laughs> I I think the thing is like we meet, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna spoil too much because. It's still both people probably seen it because it's actually I'm looking at I pulled up Anime Corner who I follow on Twitter. It's this uh, right now. It's at a week two last week. It's fourth on the anime charts for people watching. So it's done pretty well. I think the the big thing behind it is like the story grips you because you want to see where it goes, but at the same time it kind of 
just jumps you into the action really quickly. It's like it that, that, jumps that, that you that into the action. I mean, okay. Firstly, let's be honest. For the first like ten twenty minutes of it, you probably need to have a strong stomach because uh-huh. it gets pretty gory. Yes, it does. But yeah, it isn't until like the last ten five to ten minutes of it do you really just see how violent it's going to be. Yes. Um, I also like the main character, which is his name is Hollow. I think is what they call him in the show. Um, and then the main samurai that takes him to take takes him to the place where he's going to be shipped off to the island to where they have to find this thing. Um, but it's funny when they first interact, they give he gives she gives him the ultimatum. Basically, I kill you. Or you come with me and you get a pardon for your life. And it was interesting because he already knew his he knew his fate. He was willing to die, basically. Um, but I, I think, think it's a little bit further than that. It's a little bit. If you ask me, like it's a little bit further, only because in the beginning of the first episode, he was trying to die. Oh yes, he was trying to. that if he. Yes. And when it came to the end of the episode, I, it's, it's not, it is until he had the realization that he could actually die. He could actually die. Yeah, he yeah. actually started on Yeah. Um, but the one thing I also kind of noticed when I first started watching the episode was, what do you think of the art? Because the art style is very colorful, very strong, but also it, the contrast is so, like, Quick and like the first episode was very muted colors, browns, blacks, uh, gray. And then as we get to the end of the first episode, the colors kind of open up. Did you like that way the art style was done? I love the art style in it. And, and, and as we look into episode two and three, it only gets better. Yes. And I have a lot to see how the art style is going to influence the martial arts style that they decide to take on, especially when they come across the enemy like they did in, in episode three. Yes. So episode two, going to episode two, because episode two, episode one is basically just like your introduction to the characters, kind of getting used to what he's about, all that. Episode two kind of built, starts that story now of the, the lady samurai comes to him, the clan he, he tells him, he talks about the clan he used to work for and what he had to do for them because he was a, he basically was like a hired hand and he was like, in only thing he wanted to do, he wants to live with his wife and have a normal life. But he's, but he knows he can't do that. So then, the I don't guy think he wanted, he knew that he couldn't know. That's true. Because you learned in the first season is that he actually loved his wife. Yes, he did. And, and even and I remember correctly, there was a brief moment where they made it look like he that like like he killed his wife. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, he learned no, he just sent her away. Correct. He sent her away. So I, so I think, he, and he cared for her. So that that's the one thing I did like that it gave him a human side to him as much as possible. 
Uh, and and that's what you really start to see in season three. Like he's human. He's just yes. really really messed up. <laughs> yes. Um. So then we get to the end, like the middle of season, the middle of episode two. We meet the samurai lady. She talks about the backstory. Then they work. Then he shows off what he can do with a sword and kind of his fighting thing, and she's kind of impressed. But then also, the guy that doesn't want does want does want him to just die, get killed, is like he don't deserve a pardon. Why you help? Why is he getting this opportunity? And then she just straight up like doesn't murder him, but he like basically almost makes him like scared out of his boots for a second and just kind of like, okay, y'all can go. I'm. Take them. <laughs> uh, he he did have a <laughs> a particular uh, attitude about that part, didn't he? Yeah, he he was like, okay, fine, he's gonna die anyway, probably, but okay. Then I think it's weird. We the end of it's weird how the end of season two, the end of episode two starts is where the end of episode two is basically they're getting to the place where all they have all these criminals. Then episode three pretty much starts with them in that same place talking to like this head like government guy and how um and how here's the pardon, here's what you need to do for us. We just need we just need this one thing from the island and you find it and bring it back to us, we'll pardon you, we'll pardon all your crimes. But it's funny, I love this part because and what do you think of it? When it, the criminals are all there, they're all covered up in their face masks and everything. And a lot of them are like, uh, a lot of them are like, are you are you serious? It's a death wish. And they're also like, why do you why do you why do you give this opportunity? There's no point. I I, I love that that sense of like dread because they know what's going on, but they also like why we why would we do this for you? But. I mean, so in that sense, in that sense, and what you just said, it seems like it's a mix between psychopaths and uh, psychopaths and like. Have you seen Baki? Mm-hmm. I've seen Baki. Okay. No, uh, no, better yet, right now, in the instance of what you were just saying, it's like a mix. Of a psychopath and John Wick. Yes, yes, yes. Because they're they know these people are dangerous, but they also know they're willing to do anything to get their freedom. But at the same time, the people are, who are dangerous are like, we we don't think this is a, why would we do this for you? Like it doesn't. It's just the it's basically just a like a unwinnable situation. But then I just love the fact that the that all that happens after that scene is like, so they're talking, they talk about it, then they, then the guy goes, only so many you can you can go. So then out of nowhere, I think for, I forget what the character does it, just starts attacking a couple of the other criminals, and you're like, well, the guy in the sitting in the chair goes, and then in the front goes, well, that was fast, that was the point. So then they just have an all-out brawl. But the whole time that's happening with all the other characters. Paul is just standing there. Paulo is just standing there, watching this all happen. He's not even moving, and it's just like he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to murder. He doesn't have a reason to murder. But then that one character comes up and goes, "Oh, 
I'm gonna come after you. What do you think about that in that scene where they're just like, all this stuff is going on around him. He's just standing there stoically and trying not to get involved. Okay, in my instance, it, may, it reminds me of a movie I saw called Unleashed with Jet Li. Have you ever seen it? I've heard of the movie, never seen it though. Heard of the movie. So, so in that movie, they describe how a dog fights. Because yes. in that movie, Jet Li is pretty much she's like a dog. So they say a dog, especially like a pit bull or rottweiler, they will attack one enemy until and, and that enemy is quote-unquote dead, and, and they will ignore almost any other attacker that it has on its own body. Okay. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yes, it does. Because that basically what they did with this, they kind of gave it that, like, everybody was these, like, ravenous, like you say, dogs, but they're... But they just at the same time they're also like, but you have the couple people, like one or two that are calmer because they're like, well, I'm not going to try to fight y'all. I don't need to. I'm going to do what I have to do to survive. But then at the end, you see Hollow take on that dude and pretty much just destroy him to the point he's dead. And you're just like, this man's power is insane. And then you see the samurai lady, she's kind of watching like, what the world? Who is this dude? And nobody really knows nothing about him. So then we get to, so that, that's, so the interesting part of that, so that's the end of episode two. Then we get into episode three. Episode three starts off, they're on the ship, getting ready to go to this island. And I love the little back and forth and the fact that, you know, he's asked, she's asking about her past, what he does, what he's past and everything. But the one thing I thought was interesting, they said you have to be bound. So you're bound by your hands so you can't fight. Um, and That's so the idea got, until they prove wrong. Prove you, yeah, prove you wrong. So then I like the, I like the little, like, going to the island, getting there, everything. They get off the ship, they get off the island. And you kind of they kind of cut because you don't see them actually like dock on the island really. The next thing we see is like them on the island walking around. Um, in that scene, particularly when you're when they're on the island officially and walking around, what do you think of the um, like the colors and the lighting? Because this episode is really colorful, plant life, vegetation, like everything. What do you think about this episode? Because this episode gets the colors and it pops out so much. Man, it was a night and day. You you come from when you look at the difference between episode one and episode three. You know that they do a really good job episode one of showcasing their darkness and their re in their and you know in in the the difference in darkness and light compared to when they were holding the torch and it was dark in the cave. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure people who spent who spent enough money on a TV for 4K or 8K. You yeah. know, they can really see the difference. But 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 furthermore, when you go into episode three and you look at all the the visual stunning effects and the details they put into the flowers and everything, even the flowers on the corpses are as as creepy as they are, you still have to admire the beauty that, that, that they did how how they did it. Yes. Oh absolutely. And I think the thing that really kind of made this like you say, a nine day episode is the fact that 
you go from something like you say, episode one, something dark, dingy, one little fire like torch, to something so colorful and bright in episode three, and it's the contrast so quickly. It's not even like it's, it, it takes a three episode arc, but it makes sense because where we're headed is supposed to be an island, it's supposed to be more colorful, more bombastic, has that vegetation. Um, so then they're walking, uh, the big thing they're walking around, they're trying to, they have the guy, uh, Hollow says that he has a map, one clue, and that's it. So then he's like, and as he's talking about this, she's thinking in the back of her head, I don't know much about this dude. I don't know what he what's he about. I need to act fast if something goes down. So then, randomly, breaks he breaks out of his chains. He has a sword. Don't know where we don't know where he got the sword from. And then he's about to attack her. Well, we knew how easy it was for him to quote Oh, break out the chain. Yeah, the little rope. Yeah, the little rope thing, which I always I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, you gave him a little rope thing. You know, these guys are like natural born like <laughs> criminals it's like oh well yeah that's not gonna hold them um right. and but i love we're about to have this fight and oh they're about to throw down but then you might you might i don't know what you thought about this you see that big dude just walk up on them with that other samurai and you're like why is he and she goes why is he unbound and the guy goes well there's no point in holding them as long as they not, as long as they don't hurt us, they can hurt each other. And then, I love the scene where he goes, he literally goes, "I'm gonna destroy you with all these weapons." And you just see him pull out a whole thing of weapons from his back. You're like, "Oh wow!" What do you think about just that interaction between the two samurai, plus the fact that we meet the other, the other one of the other criminals, and he just literally just pulls out a bunch of weapons that's about to take out Hollow. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, so, so it's like they're giving you, a, instead of giving you crumbs per episode, they actually give you like orders per episode. Like, you, you know what's going to come, but it's enough information in, in there to say, wow, all that is really happening. But, of course, you have to be open and aware to understand what you're looking at, too. Correct, correct. You know, there's um, so many things to examine as you yes. watch it. Yes. But then I love I love this next scene because so he's about to get ready to fight. Uh, uh, Hall is. Hollow is. He's about to get ready to fight, but the, girl, the samurai girl goes, nope, you need to bind, you need to bind your hand again. He's like, why? Why am I banning my hand? Like, there's no point. I'm gonna. <laughs> and then the dude takes this giant spiky mallet and goes right on top of his head, and the mallet just breaks. And the guy goes, what? How's that? But what? Okay. Then pulls me else breaks, and he's gonna break. He break that breaks. And it it's just like every time he tried something, everything kept breaking. And then finally, Hall literally. Kicks one of the he had the spear between his arms, and he takes the spear, reverses the pressure, and kicks it right back into the dude's stomach. And I'm like, that was all fluid in yes, one sir, fluid is what motion. You call judo. Yes, it is. yes, it is, and one fluid motion, and nothing. It didn't. He didn't have. But there's no judo. That's what the style is called, judo. Yeah, judo, and 
and he was also like, he was like, oh, he's dead. He's a, he's just, dead. and then and then and the guy's like laying there like out of it. But then you're like, he's laughing. He's not dead. He's just like he had that stuff on his armor that protected him. And then eventually, right, we don't see the rest of the battle. But then we see all these spears. You know, man, that was something that I was like, I was like, was that battle really just that gory to where y'all couldn't show it on on TV? That's what I thought. It was going to be that bad that you couldn't show it. But I was like, it might have been a thing of like, they're probably showing the passage of time. So they're like, the passage of time happened where it was so long a battle, it took forever to show it. Which, either way, go. It was too gory. I rather would want to see a little bit more of it, or if it's too long because of the passage of time, let the passage of time happen first. So you show us the passage of time, he's out, you know. But then I love the fact as you're showing so, the passage of time. Go ahead. So either time, budget, or able to cop out. I, I, we had the same problem with Demon Slayer, where this season, the current season we're on right now, was in that same problem of like, they can't go too bloody or too gory, so they're trying to balance it out. And it took a while for Demon Slayer to come out. I think this was the same issue where they don't want to go too gory because they know they're going to have to do some things later on this season, maybe, with a lot more gory. So they're trying to balance out that gory as much as they can. But if they if they are taking that that page out of Demon Slayer's book, then I had to admit they're doing a pretty good job of doing that because Demon Slayer didn't get get gory till they really started fighting. Like, yes, it, it, okay, it started violent, but it didn't get gory till later on. Yes, yeah. I. I think that's going to be a thing. I think they're going to ramp up the action, but I think they're going to keep the blood or the gore down a little bit, where it's not as like, you'll see some of it, but then other times you'll see nothing. Um, but then, so then we, after the battle's over, I love this little detail. So the battle's over, he's still moving. But then the samurai that was supposed to be his like handler goes, ah. And just kill, like I don't know if he, I don't know if he, I don't know if he outright like finishes like kills like finishes the blow to where he's dead now, or he just like ended up because he's already kind of already out of it anyway. I thought that was like a small touch because I'm like, oh, you just here, you didn't really like this dude either. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't like it, you didn't like him either. Okay, that's fair. What you what you think yeah. after that after that little point because they have that little dialogue about he's like I'm headed home now. There's no point for this anymore because either way it goes, either they all gonna die or somebody coming one coming back with the item. But there's nothing we can do about it. Well, you know, when I was gonna say it's nothing they can do about it when it's a lot they're gonna do about it. You know, so. yes, yes. It's an anime thing. I'm not gonna say it's a what they call it, plot armor, but it's a plot something. <laughs> Yeah, because the way he said it, he was like, oh, there's a, there's a, I, I'm just one samurai. There's nothing really, uh, there's nothing really much we can do when they are going to fight each other. I'm like, well, you're a samurai. Hold on a second. 
y'all can stop them. Y'all can end, you can end their life when they, if they have to be ended. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. I think that was kind of like a weird way to put. Like he's not really into doing this. He was just doing it because he had to. Which I appreciate, but I also think it's yeah, like you say, plot armor, cop out kind of thing. Um, but then I love the ending of this because we get something kind of weird at the end of this. So he talks about all that, but he also shows his other handlers and people on this journey as well. And they're just like, and, he, and he's as he's talking about everybody's after everybody, you see the other handler get one other handler get killed. But he killed the little, killed the lady that was trying to seduce him by like making out with him, which is kind of weird. The big dude, one of the other bigger dudes, gets destroyed because of what. He, um, one of the other bigger dudes destroyed the sam the samurai guy that been helping girl. I thought that was really interesting. But then the last one was the most interesting one, where it was the uh, one of the other guys and this other handler were together, and they were walking through the forest and see all these bugs. What do you think about the fact that we see all this stuff happen, but then the last one we see is them two working, trying to work together to save each other, keep each other alive, but all these bugs and creatures come out and start attacking, and they're like, this island's more than it seems. This island's not what it's supposed to be. We gotta hold our, we gotta hold, hold out for a bit. <laughs> I just love the way they amped up the scariness of the, of the island. What do you think about that? So, yeah, so, like, now, after that, that's when it, it takes, like, a page out of uh, a movie called the, I think when it's called The, the Condemned. Yes, I, forgot. I don't know the if you've ever heard of it. So, in that movie, is, and that's what it started to look like to me, it started like that movie. And in that movie, I'm um, kind of like a rat pit. Like you're gonna put all the rats in the cage and uh -huh. see and see who's gonna who's gonna come out on top. So, I, I, but obviously, if you put you put like a possum in there instead of a rat, well, then now you got a whole different story. Uh huh. Yes. I, I'm, I'm to keep watching. I'm going to be interested to see where they go. I, do I think it's the strongest anime from the spring season? No. But is it something that gives you good action and decent authority? Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to assume you agree with this. I think if it keeps building up the way it's putting up right now, it's going to be a good way of keeping your story progressing overall. You're right, because uh, that's going to make it a break at this point. Yes, the story's going to make it a break. The, good, the action is there, and the gore is there. Just now, how do you plan to bring that together with the story? Um, one other thing I want to mention, I want to talk about before we head into uh, Demon Slayer, is the fact that I also really appreciate the fact that they aren't shying away from one thing I thought they were, might would have shied away from is like she like the samurai lady has demons he has demons and like 
she's like, maybe he can help me out with mine. I can help out with his and we can get out of this together. So you kind of see the seeds, the small seeds of like working together to get out of this and get through it. But it's not fully there yet. Like they've set the, they have set, they've planted the seed, but it's not started growing. What do you think about that? Because I think that was the one thing I really noticed through episode two and into episode three until she kind of like was almost put a, almost kill him because he was a betrayer. Well, that's, well, that's to me, that's, that's the comparison of psychopaths that I'm getting from you. Yes. Because they both have issues and they have to deal with them. Exactly. And, and they had the, the similar issues. Yes. You know, they're like, you know, if you can't control such and such emotional impulses, it's going to kill you. Which is her problem. But his problem is finding his humanity. Yes. He doesn't have no humanity and he wants that. He wants his humanity back. So uh, not only is it a partnership, but it, but they're forcing to learn from each other. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you this because before, what do you, what do you want to see in the next episode? Because I think they're going to start right where that ending episode left off, where the guy and them are fighting those bugs. What do you think you would see, want to see story-wise from next episode? So, I would like to see how they're going to find where their their destination. And I would, I would also like them like to do the traditional anime from there on and introduce another character. Like another like yes. a partnership character. Now just, yeah. Yeah, because we... A lot of the characters that were in episode three, a lot of the ones that were kind of cool looking, pretty much the ones that get cool looking get killed off pretty quickly because they're just fodder. But they show a couple different ones in that second episode. So I'm wondering if we're going to get one or two that come along for the journey just as like more support things later on, or is it just going to be one of the things where it's just going to be him and her? I'm like you, I do want to see another character come to the forefront just to have the help. Kind of keeping this interesting, but we'll see what happens. But let's get into the other thing we want to talk about: Demon Slayer, Sword Village arc, episode two. I will say this episode was a training arc, so bear with that because it is they we hadn't had a training arc all the entertainment district really. We didn't have we we only had one again in the first season, and then we. we didn't really have one moving train. So this episode kicks off with, I think, one of the most interesting things. I like the fact that I like I like the fact it kicks off right where we left off. Literally just like we're still behind the bushes and looking at this doll. And it's like we're just a final off at that point. So Tondra comes out of the bushes, get talks to the kid. The Miss Hashira wants that, um, wants the key for the battle doll or mechanical doll. Um, my first question is, what do you think of the Miss Hashira? Because when we started talking, he was kind of mellow, but also like super serious. And really hadn't, like his personality was kind of like, eh. But against Tanjiro, I think that works because Tanjiro's so upbeat, so, so like, you know, friendly, helpful, all that kind of stuff. So what do you think of that dynamic first? 
between Tanjiro and the love Hash- Hashira, right? No, Tanjiro and the uh, uh, Miss Hashira. The wait, the other Hashira, the one yes. with the blue hair. Correct, the other one. So, okay. Andrew, Andrew doesn't really get very angry unless it's a, another demon for, you know, doing demonic things, right? Correct, correct. This is, this Hashira is going to be the only one that he gets pissed off, but he still respects. Correct. Everything about this Hashira is going to piss him off. <laughs> yes, yeah. I feel like he's gonna from him too. Yeah. So, yeah. So their dynamic is gonna be I hate you but I can't stand you because you also get a whole bunch of you can also do these amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um I so then it was interesting. So Tondra sends up to the ha- sends up to Hashra. But as he's standing up to the Hashira, um, then Miss Hashira pretty much like slaps him and like knocks him down to knock him out pretty much. But, be, but before that, we see uh, one of the other people from the Swordsman Village behind a tree just listening to the whole conversation. And I thought this was interesting because it's one of the Swordsmiths, one of the people who make swords. I think it's actually Tanjiro Swordsmith at this point, or another one like Tanjiro Swordsmith. Um, so then he gets knocked down. You hear a conversation between the little kid and the other swordsmith. The swordsmith is going to pick up Tondro, take him back to the village. And I love the little detail. As Tondro starts waking up, you see the other swordsmith just run away. And the kid's like, Why are you running? Why are you running? Why, why are you leaving me? <laughs> so I, I love that. I, I love that they kind of give you that, like, like the other swordsmith was kind of like frightened by him, not 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 scared by him, not really wanting was gonna help, but not could you know if he woke up, I was not gonna help. I'm just gonna leave. Um, so what do you think about that whole sequence? Because I love when Chanda wakes up, Chanda's like, I'm ready to fight him. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a ball. I mean, he's like that until he like, realized, oh, this dude is. I see, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're just I can't, I can't find him. Um, so that's the first couple of minutes of the episode. So from what we, what I talked about there, what do you think about that? Wait, so ask your question one more time, so I make sure I understand so, right. So after that first couple right, of minutes, like right what now, do you, you think just, about the episode at that point? Just broke up because I didn't have to hear words you said. Oh, sorry. I was saying, so what, after that first couple minutes of the episode, what did you think about the episode as a whole so so far? The episode as a whole so far. So, like, we talked that first couple episodes, the first couple minutes, so that first couple minutes up through the point Tondra wakes back up from the Hashra taking him out. Okay, so everything up to that point. Okay, so I don't think First of all, I had to. I know Tanjiro is 
he's got that you know the super Superman complex. Or uh, I'm going to stand up for any kind of injustice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you learn that it, well, you learn why he's called the Superman thing because uh, yeah, you know you can still get hurt. <laughs> but uh, but I mean. Okay, you remember, um, crap, that's not that part yet. It's really hard to put it into words from up to that point because, you know, you really don't get too much information besides the kind of relationship Andrew is going to have with the Hashira. Correct. And that, you know, yeah, because, I mean, if you ask me, Everything from that scene, from 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 the beginning of episode two up to that scene, is basically him doing just that. Correct. So yeah, it, and I, I, I'm bringing up the part because it's it's interesting because they give you all the setup to learn about the Miss Hashira, but we don't get it really. We get we don't get his name right away. We know who he is because we've seen him from the previous season one. Um. But then, on top of that, like a lot of that other stuff, just like re, like catching us up. What we you know we we left off, so it didn't really give us a lot of information right away. Outside of the little kid, I think the little kid kind of gives us some more information about like those all and stuff within the talk with the Hashira. But yeah, like you say, right after that, Chandra wakes up. The kid asks him to go if he's okay. He says yes, and then. They have, uh, they are going to walk back to find the Miss Hoffer to get the, go see about the doll. Well, as they're going to see about the doll, you see the Miss Hoffer walk up on them with the doll, one of the doll's hands, and, and one of the swords in his hand. I love this little detail about the Miss Hoffer, which is actually kind of funny, is that he was like, I'm gonna take the sword. We throw my other one out and just toss his old sword to Tondro, like Tondro, some like servant or something. I was like, "Well, that's kind of rude." <laughs> um, and then you just see the little kid run off, and it's like, I, I think that's really like you get the Mistasha's more of his, like more of his what he's about. He just wants to get stronger, gets better, but he doesn't really care about anybody else. Um, well, I mean, but we've seen Tanjiro be nicer to kids, and you know, you know, he's a, you know, he's a big brother. He knows how to handle kids. Yeah, yes, 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 absolutely. Um, what do you think about the scene where? What do you think about when the Hashira throws, has the arm of the bot metal dot, battle bot, and then he just throws Tanjiro's sword, his old sword to Tanjiro? What do you think about that, like, dynamic? You said, wait a minute, let me make sure I heard you right. Mm-hmm. You're asking what what do I think of the relationship between who? So what do you think about how the Hoshra, Miss Hoshra treats Tondra when he hands him his old sword and just tells him to toss it out, and he just takes the one from the battle dot, battle bot? Because I think that's kind of like telling him he thinks he's on the higher totem pole than Tondra, but he's not. He still doesn't respect Tondra, Tondra that much. Well, I mean, Tanjiro isn't a Hashira. 
That's true. So even though, so, and then we haven't learned how or if it takes anything special to become a Hashira. That's also true. So with that being said, you know, it's like Tanjiro might not be on his level. And not to mention the dude was, he was only practicing with that doll for Often maybe about thirty minutes to an hour at best. Uh-huh. So so again, it's like his skill level is, is obviously that of what you would expect it to be for Asha. Oh yeah. It's the question that, yeah. is the question is, does does respect have anything to do with becoming a Hashira? Okay. All right, though. Yeah. I then then the other. So then we see the little kid find the doll, or he goes and finds the doll. But then, as they're finding the, they're about to go to find the doll. The kid kind of just, he ran off to go, I think, cry or something. And the scene me and you both thought I thought was interesting is so he's crying and Tanjiro with one hand, one arm. Literally just leaps up and holds the branch. I'm just like, this man. It's just like leaping up one handed, holding the branch. Doesn't really care. And just talking to this kid, but then you know. Now, honestly, if I saw that in today's times, I'd be like, bro. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing. You know, because ain't no way you're just going to be hanging. And no. I see me literally hanging by a bridge with one arm. Because their branch can like, support your weight. Like, yeah, their branch wouldn't be able to support Well, it definitely could. The branch, well, depending on how heavy how strong he the, is and how big yeah. that branch is. How big the branch was. Um, so then we have a little conversation with the little kid and the boy and the um, and Tondro. And the kid explains that the battle bot's been around for almost 3,000 or 300 years, and it's part of my family. Nobody. Right. So, but within again, the, the question in that is where and why is that in there? Is that sword in there? Correct. Correct. So that. Because yeah, if you understand, this is a sword. And just like that kid was saying, you know, well, in this village, you either do swords or you make robots. Now, those got to be, I think they could be insinuating that there's yes. probably more to that. Yeah, there's probably more to that. I don't know if they're going to explain it on the next episode or not, but there's probably more to, like, who built the robot, all that kind of stuff, and everything. Um, uh, Uh, I will say one thing. I do love the fact that the little boy mentions, or Tanner mentions, I had this dream about the dude, and the little boy mentions that dream is probably a memory, a shared memory from someone else in your family. And that actually was like, right. wow. The little boy's like, I'd be like, how little boy would know that? But then you're like, oh, he's been around the village. He probably knows about the history of like, the swords, the sword, the swordsmiths, and all that. So, it it makes sense. 
for the most part. I I also oh, appreciate yeah. I also do appreciate too that the first thing they go do they go they they go to the battle bot check it it is missing the arm and Chandra goes can you fix it or can you, can it be turned on and though they try the key and it doesn't work and then the little boy's like do you want to train with it and Chandra's like yeah <laughs> but at the same time Chandra's Chandra's like I don't. He doesn't know what he's about to get into because little boy is like a ruthless <laughs> as a trainer. Um, so when we get back to the, like the doll, getting the doll back up and running, the talk. What do you think about when they first start training with the doll? How would you think about the motion of the doll? I thought the like the motion, the choreography of how the the doll's moving against Tondro was so much, so cool and so interesting. Because it's different than fighting a normal human, but it's also different than training, like with weightlifting weights or like running or doing something else. You have another live opponent, so it's a different style of training to make Tondra stronger. What do you think about that whole like training sequence? It was definitely interesting to see because I mean, you basically you're fighting with a with a with a well shoot with a robot. Robot, yeah, basically. And, but the other, but the other thing I, I think was is mentioned but it, it was what the kid said you know when when Tanjiro asked him why does it have six arms so the kid said well, that's the only way that they could re- recreate that demon's movements and he, I think I, like, I think I think it does doesn't he say doesn't the little kid also say it's like there's a hundred and something different 150 something different things he it said can do it hundred and five different moves yeah, so that's even yeah. more insane. Like, you're trying to recreate all those movements. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> again, it kind of raises the question of what era are y'all, are y'all in? <laughs> yeah. But he does, he does say that nobody knows how to make them anymore, though. Correct. Nobody knows how to make them. His father is the one who made this one. So he kind of says it's not something, it's something I can be able to fix. So then they go through this whole training montage, and the guy, the little kid's like just training him hard. He's like, well, "I want you to get you stronger so you can beat the Misashiro." And and Hondo goes, "I am not beating up that dude. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> hurt him." <laughs> the kids, the kids right. wanted, the kids wanted to fight. I was like, "Okay, I, I don't blame the kid, but yeah, no, he's not doing that." Uh, Nah, but then all nah, you, you know they're gonna keep it somewhat civil. <laughs> so, yeah, somewhat civil. But then I love the other half where then the kids training, but the kids like if you don't get it, you can't you can't eat food or water until you get a hit on this thing. And so this is the next scene that I love. So the next thing I love, next thing I love is the fact like so we're still in the training section, and I thought I don't know how what you thought about that. I thought it was cute. And Tantra tries to get hit on the thing, but literally falls out and is just passed out. And then they show this like little cartoon, the cartoon bridge with all these little angels and he's in the afterlife. And they're like, okay, that's kind of cute. So he's like, he was about to pass out and <laughs> die. It's like, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. I I think what they're doing with the art style and like this, like that little, like you switch to the art style a little bit to make a little cartoony thing. I think that was really cool. I think that was really just a fun way to have showed that Tondro has been working so hard, but he can't hit this doll at all. Um, You're right. 
I, the only other thing I would say that kind of got kind of lost a little bit, they didn't do the pat light patch at the time. They actually show you the whole training montage to a point, except for one thing when they're in the rain, I think at one point, they don't show that part because it's, they showed us three different ones. So I think that that passion, like they showed us a, a lot of it, but they show, didn't show us one part. That was really cool. That was really good. Show us like he does train harder. And did you notice that when Tondra was training with the doll, that his arms were a lot bigger? Like his muscles and stuff got, had yeah. gotten strong, stronger? I love that little detail. That's a detail I think that's really just kind of like, oh, they've shown that he's got a yeah, strong like, like they physically showed time. his uniform getting tighter. Uh, yeah. I mean, so yes. So I will yes. say, I, mean, um, I would like to get your thoughts on this on this one though. So we learned that we don't know for sure, unless you read the manga, and, and I don't know, you might spoil. I don't know, but that demon, yeah, it led to that big being Tanja Rose. That after the new information that we've gotten. Let's see. So you're talking, you're talking about Kukushibo. I, I, okay. Rank I, one. Right. So he, so he, so he topped out. That's also the same dummy that they using to train with. So that, so that, so that begs the question. Is he literally training to kill his own father? Are they finna do a Star Wars? <sighs> I don't know, but it's also an interesting plot thing. But do you remember when we see the dream when Tondro first wakes up in episode one? And the dream was of Shibiyoshi, which is a descendant of Tondro, like his great great grandfather. And um, what's the dude? The, uh, the Hashra that was sitting next to him on that bench. I forget the dude's name. I mean, but that Hashira looks a lot like that demon, too. Yes, he does. It it would be more interesting, though. I think it's more like the demon the Hashira brothers. I think they have a connection, but I think Tondra has no connection with... I think Tondra has a connection only because his grandfather met the Hashira. So he's learning about that through his grandfather and what the Hashira told him from that dream. I mean, it would be interesting if they went down that route, but I don't know. How would you explain that? Mm, I don't know, Either man. What? Just, you know, my brain firing at a million miles a minute, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I agree with you. I think it's more or less, for me, I think it's more or less both the Hashira and the demon are brothers. One went to the good side, one went to the bad side. But how they got there, we don't know. And then Tondra is just mm, the guy but- the guy in the middle that's learned all this stuff from his grandfather who met the Hashira that saved their family. And right, now, right. that saved their family that kept, he kept, because he even says in that dream, he goes, I think the, the, the grandfather goes, I'm going to teach my generation sun breathing or the dance of, or the flame dance, basically. So I'm going to teach that to the rest of my generations. 
their his kids, their kids, their you know. So I think that's more that building that history. Uh, right. I, I it, it's going to be interesting because I don't. They have to give us more information about the doll. At least. Because I don't think the little the little kid says it's the Hashira, or the former life swordsman, and we built it in his honor, but we didn't we didn't know much about him. So that's gonna be like, well, we want to hear more about this, you know, this man. But on the flip side, I think you want to learn about what's going on between both sides. Yeah. Well, see, so when when it comes to the the head of the of the clans, both of them, from both the uh, the Hashiras and the, mm-hmm. I mean, just, I mean, we, when you look at those heads, yeah, I kind of say that they're probably twins or something. One one dabbled in chemistry and went too far one day or something like that. Yeah. No. So, so, I mean, that story could still go a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's not. I, mean, I think it's still really easy to tell anything about that. And that's the thing, anyway, one way, because they've still left it pretty vague. Um, so, very vague. Very, yeah, very vague. So. Then Tondra finally gets hit on this doll, almost hurts his spine in the process of doing that. Literally, like almost break, like gets a, almost twist his spine in half to do that, but he gets it. Then he, um, then he goes and uh, then he goes. He tells the kid, "Give me rice balls. Give me tea, right now. <laughs> Give me the best stuff." I need it. Um, I mean, sure, because he already been starved him, and I mean, so now that I got it right, you feed me what you supposed to have been feeding me, because I, because the tantra is still a guest, remember? Yes, he is. He's still a guest. So then he gets he's 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 eating and drinking, and the little boy goes, you know what? Go. You want to fight more? I'll go ahead. If you destroy it, don't worry. So then we finally boys realization. I'll, I'll, I'll see him to be a hit. Man. Like, oh, boys, like I don't need this now. I want to get stronger. Yeah, I want you to get stronger, Tondra. I want you to get better because he feels like I've helped you. I've tried to help you. Let's see what you do. Um, so then we have the last little bit of seeing the last little bit of training. And Tondro's having struggles trying to do a final blow to this thing. But he's, the little boy says, you're hesitating. Why are you hesitating? And then Tondro's finally like, I don't know if you can notice this, but did you see like he could smell the different movements at the end when he's last like last training with him? So he smells the right Ooh. hand. Or not smells, but like he sees the essence. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, I think it's just like any other boxer or fighter do. You, you know, after watching your opponent for a few minutes or a few seconds. 
you can you know you can kind of see what they seem to do what they you know their bodies mm-hmm. kind of give them away. Correct. You know, just just like when uh, did you ever watch a uh, Black Clover? I did. I have watched Black Clover. So you remember how uh, the captain was trying to explain key to Asta? Correct. Yes. Okay, this is the same thing. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, like they everybody got to learn something different to turn up their skills, and it's not always the same thing. Yeah. I, I think that's the point they were trying to get at. Like he's he's finally learned what the bot bot can do after so many times. So then he sees everything. He finally So he So he he finally figured out what he needs to do. I love the little detail too where they like he pulls the sword back, cuts his own hair on on accident, and then he gets finally one one shot on the stall. Then he falls to the ground, almost breaks his tailbone <laughs> doing that. Um, and then the little boy checks on him, sees he's okay. And then you see the doll start crumbling. When you start to, when you start to see the doll start crumbling, what you start thinking? Because I was like, oh, oh he, he destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally like he really messed it up. Just messed it up. But then you see the doll kind of get destroyed and broken up, and you just see something pop out of the neck, and you're like, "What? Why is that popped out the neck?" And the little boy, the little boy, and Tondra are just looking at it like, "That's a sword. That's a super old sword. It's been in that doll for 300 years." Uh, okay. All right then, let's um. So what's up with the sword? <laughs> You know, they, they kind of lift the characters and the audience on asking the same question. Yeah, they're like, what's with the sword? Why is it still, why is it there? Whose is it? Because um, right before that, Chandra's like, thank you for letting me borrow the sword. I didn't mean to break it. And he's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, um, what do you think about le- leaving us on that cliffhanger? Do you think they just, like they did with the Yeah. My apologies. Please continue. No worries. Um, what do you think of? What do you think of where it hangs, left us on that cliffhanger? Because it did the same thing like they did in episode one, where it left us on a cliffhanger of us like in the bushes, seeing about the doll the first time around, and now we're left on a cliffhanger with Tondra and little boy just staring at that staring at the doll broken with the sword popped out of it. I, I hope they just start back right there and go. Uh, we need to figure out. We need to see about the sword and take it to one of them and let it get it fixed, or what we need to do. Oh well, yeah, like that's the first thing we're gonna do is go get it examined. Yes, that's the first thing. We and, do, you know, and then you might get. Oh, we get a little bit of history on it. Yes, uh, we, we need to do history we on it. Know kind of legendary sword, like who wields it, and how that kind of stuff. So, I'm so a, then we can be like, yeah, ain't nobody just right Yes, 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 yes. I think that's gonna be the thing. Get the history, build up, you know, talk about where the sword came from, how 
who's the doll actually of. We might actually get that answer now fully. Um, before we end the before we end the podcast, I'm gonna ask you this. As a training episode, what do you think of it? Because the first in season one training episodes, different couple different ones, but they weren't there were other things embedded in the training episodes, so you didn't have a lot of like downtime. I thought this training episode was actually pretty decent, but also I like the fact that you introduced the Miss Hashra, you introduced a lot of different characters, so it kind of gave it gave you something else to some other things to talk about. Um, but overall, what do you think of the like this as a training episode in general? I mean, I I put it this way: I hope it's a training. I hope they don't make it go past more than maybe four episodes. Because I yes. want a, a training episode, not a whole training arc. Like I still want it to be some kind of sustenance. Yeah, I'm also. You know, that is also I'm kind of worried about. Once he gets his new sword, is he gonna have to train a little bit more to use it and get used to it? One of those things, or is it just gonna be like he'll know how to use it from the get go? Well, we we all know that swords are made differently by their users. Correct. This is why I'm hoping we get some kind of history on this sword. But see, it's funny. We still need to go find. Okay. What's his name? Because he's missing in the village. His sword maker, the one that wants to like yeah. destroy him. So. Okay, but did you notice he and the kid have the same mask? Yes, he did. Oh, could that be his son? Well, no, because the kid said he was adopted, didn't he? Yeah, the kid said the kid says his parents passed and he was adopted. I mean, it could be. It could be a thing so, where he adopted. He adopted him. That could be sense. That's what I was about to say. Maybe they could be his adopted dad or something. Adopted family. Yeah, I'm like you. I do think. I do think we don't need this training arc go longer than maybe two episodes at the minimum. If you're going to do more than two, maybe three. Three at the max. I don't think you go past three. This doesn't make sense. Like, like the training episode. You don't need yeah. a long four-hour trainings episode. Now, I will ask you this. Do you think uh, Zetsu and uh, Inosuke are doing any type of training? We get the tease of... Uh, we get the tease of Inosuke at that mission in the snow. But then we also get the, I think we get the other, I think we get the thing Inosuke is on a mission before we leave, but they don't actually say he's on a mission. But yes, I think they're all training to get better. I do think it's kind of weird that this is Tundra. Well, we by... know they were taking other missions. Yeah, we yeah, do know they're taking other missions. We know they were taking other missions. But I guess I do think they're training to get better because I think it, I think it's going to be one of the things they all get better separately and then they come back together in whatever the next arc is, the last, the next arc. Yeah. Um, okay. But I hope, I don't know who will get it. I want to get more with Zenitsu, maybe. Like they say what Zenitsu is doing in dialogue or show us. Maybe show us like he's on, he's fighting a demon he's on a mission, help us. Not like give us like the full, like his full thing, but like give us like eclipse outside of the clip we saw in the first episode. 
just give us like one or two other glimpses of mm-hmm. it, just because, hey, cool. Yeah, like, you know, like, like where he's like, I wonder what they're doing, and then he shows them doing something stupid. Yeah, doing something stupid. So that that would just be kind of fun. You don't take away from anything. Yeah. But overall, but overall, I, what would you give the grade for this episode? I, um, for the episode in general, as it's just a training episode. I give it an A minus. I give okay. it an A minus. Explain. Because, and uh, man, first of all, visually it was still stunning. Yes. Oh you yeah. Know, visually, you, you got to see your character work, sweat. You know they were really good. They were really good with the anatomical stuff. If he if he was hurt, he wasn't moving this this part of his body because you know X Y and Z. I yep. enjoyed watching and hearing stuff like that. So yeah. And then on top of that, the cliffhanger was not too heavy, but but it it, it does it it, it did it perfect. It, it didn't leave a whole lot of questions to be asked. No, it did not. And I would actually I would actually agree with you on that. It didn't give the cliffhanger didn't give you a lot of questions that needed to be asked. It kind of left you in that state of like, oh, we're gonna get our answers. That's most likely. It's just gonna be like how they're gonna give us the answers. The good thing that they have been doing, Demon Slayer, is that they answer all of their cliffhangers while giving you more questions. Yes. Oh yes. Because that's the that's the best way of like, oh we're gonna give you an answer, but we're also gonna give you all these, these other questions you can think about throughout the next episode. Right. Make it like more balanced. Um I would have to go with you on the grade though. I would go with the same grade, A minus. Uh colors are stunning. The art is still beautiful. I think the characters work. I think I hope the little boy comes back in some way, shape, or form in the arc. Cause I think he was really fun and just kind of interesting to learn about. Um, we're guaranteed to see, to see both Hostra again. Um, so yeah, that's. I I think me and you both are looking forward to next episode. I mean that that's gonna be our. Oh yeah. We're looking. I think we're both looking forward to this next episode of this and next episode of Hell's Paradise because we're both like just intrigued. They just left us with things to think about. Yes, see um, right. <clears throat> but that will be the end of this episode of the Anime Dojo. We'll be back sometime next week to do the next episode of Demon Slayer, episode three, and Hell's Paradise, episode four, because they, they came out a little bit earlier. Um, but I do thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy, did enjoy. I thank you, Chris, for joining me this evening. Hope you. Hope you enjoyed this little talk. I, I do appreciate you helping me out with this. Um, but I will I will I will be back on Saturday to do my normal um, SmackDown review and everything else like normal. And then we'll be back sometime maybe Monday or Tuesday to do another episode of the Anime Dojo. I thank you for listening. I hope you did enjoy. And I hope you here for next time. See you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.